Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician. Each season of Dissect dives deep into one album, examining the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. We've covered albums by Kendrick Lamar, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, just to name a few, and our brand new season just launched all about Radiohead's 2007 masterpiece, In Rainbows. Listen to Dissect on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, because great art deserves more than a swipe. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy, and they call it Sparked Energy. Are you a spontaneous spirit who likes bringing a high-octane feel to the group chat? Grab a Berry Burst Sparked Energy. Love bringing that upbeat comedy vibe wherever you go? Turn the fun up to 11 with their peach sunshine flavor. Whatever your energy, Duncan's here to match it with a revitalizing burst of caffeine and full-on fruit flavors. Even better, a medium-sparked energy is $3 now through March 19th. Drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit-flavored. Contains 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome into the Ringerverse. You know what? Before we even get into the show today, we have an amazing, exciting announcement. We are doing a live show in Los Angeles, guys, and you can join us. You can come hang out with us. We're going to be at the Teragram Ballroom Monday, October 30th, 8 p.m. You can get your tickets now at the TeragramBallroom.com. Teragram, that's T-E-R-A-G-R-A-M ballroom.com. Who's going to be there? Everyone. The entire Ringerverse family. <laughs> all the Coke babies. All the Mint Boys. The Jovana Experience. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, if you are so overwhelmed right now by joy, by jubilation, if the mm-hmm. euphoria prevented you in real time from jotting down the key details, here they are once more. The Ringerverse family will be doing our first live show. It is in Los Angeles. It is on Monday, October 30th at 8 p.m. And you can get your tickets at TeragramBallroom.com because the live show is at the Teragram Ballroom in downtown <laughs> Los Angeles. So go get your tickets now. We hope to see you in L.A. Come hang out with us. We are so excited. We truly cannot wait. Hype meter through the roof. Pew-pew! Pew-pew! 12 out of 12. Bad baby. On the midnight meter. Bad, 12 out bad of 12. Bad <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the show. We are Steve, the architect, Almond, the builder, 
tinker of things. We are. Jomi, the Ahsoka Adeneron. He's got <laughs> Jomsoka. Yes, Jomsoka. This is where you've got questions, he's got answers. We are Old Man Van. He of the receding resurgent hairline. It's coming this winter, guys. We are Cold Baby Chuck, 24 karat closer, aka. The he is always right. There it is. AKA uh, <laughs> uh, the brunch. Let's hobby. go. Together we Let's are known go. as the Midnight Boys. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, follow us on socials. Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, save Jomi's job. All right, Jomi, uh, you got a socials update for us? Anything going yeah, on? Yeah, come on, come on. Let's go. Let's get through these programs. <laughs> wow, wow. All, All right, right. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> let's come on. Let's get, let's get to the meat, meat and potatoes. Come on. Charles. Chomping at the bit. Charles. <laughs> Don't piss me off, Charles. Shut the fuck up. Okay. We do the same pod. We're doing a podcast here, Charles. This isn't a Charles Holmes victory lap. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. You know, uh, like, you know, Loki coverage in full effect. Thursday night, Midnight Boys are about to discuss the season premiere of Loki. It's work ever, mother. Uh, Saturday, Jess is giving you all the Easter eggs you need to know on the splash, splash page. Uh, Monday, do that again. This Saturday, just giving you all the Easter eggs you need to know on Splash Page. Monday, Button Mash is breaking down Assassin's Creed Mirage and revisiting 2018 Spider-Man. On today's show, uh, we are discussing the season finale of Ahsoka. Um, yeah, it was the last episode of Ahsoka. And <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be spoiling everything... That has happened in Star Wars up to this day. You know what? No cuteness. Uh, don't really need to tell you what we're spoiling. Don't really need to tell you all of that. You guys know. Run the spoiler warning, please. We're getting ready to talk about Ahsoka. You're listening to a reaction podcast. The spoilers are coming. To begin our reactions, we have to put you in the know. We do that every single episode, and the only way to put you in the know is for Charles Holmes to give you the Midnight Manifest. Chuck, take it away. All right, this is your Midnight Manifest for the season finale of Ahsoka, The Jedi, The Witch, and The Warlord, directed by Rick Famuyiwa, written by Dave Filoni. Thrawn's witches turn Morgan into a full-fledged Dathomir witch and give her the Blade of Talzin. On Ahsoka's ship, Ezra completes his new lightsaber with the help of Wang, who gives him the same type of emitter Kanan used. Ahsoka and Sabine reconcile for some reason, and the Jedi basically says that she's going to support her Padawan the same way that Anakin did her. And then, unfortunately, the trio are attacked by two TIE fighters sent by Thrawn and in once again a very inexplicable reason Sabine flies the ship directly into the TIE fighters Thrawn sends a horde of night trooper zombies and Morgan to stop the three Jedi from crashing their party Ahsoka decides to deal with Morgan while Ezra and Sabine fight two zombie dark troopers it's here that Sabine learns how to use the force and pulls Rey from the last Jedi killing somebody then inexplicably again Sabine uses her new force powers to push Ezra damn near a mile so he can board the departing Star Destroyer then Ahsoka with the help of Sabine defeats Morgan but Thrawn's ship departs before they can board it and now the duo plus Wang are stranded then Ezra unites with Hera Balin stands in front of a statue of Mortis in the sun remember him and then Thrawn and the witches head to Dathomir Force Anakin looks at Ahsoka and Sabine preparing for a new life as they are stranded in this galaxy and that is your Midnight Manifest 4 season finale of Ahsoka 
Okay, we're going to get into our reactions now to Ahsoka Episode 8. Now, look, Charles, I'm going to challenge you on this podcast not to make it about yourself. <laughs> not to make it about myself? Play team ball. I want you to play team ball. That's Whoa, all I'm asking. No, 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 fuck the team ball. No, fuck the team ball, okay? Wait, wait, you looking wait. like Jimmy Butler wait, with the wait. fucking emo haircut. Wait, I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm asking you. Don't I'm put me on the fucking you. bench. I was I'm on the bench this you. entire fucking season. How are you on the bench? Wait a minute. How are you on the bench? You are on the bench. I'm just Don't challenging you. Y'all start every single podcast you. like, let's be positive. What are our positive thoughts? No, 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 no. Thoughts? Whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck all Jesus that shit. Christ. Let's fucking go. The monster is unleashed, baby. Okay, see, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It wasn't about that. We were starting off with what we liked. I'm not going to do that this time. But I'm just challenging you, Charles. Why aren't you doing it this time, Ben? I'm not doing it this time. There are things to like, but you're raring to go. So I'm going to give you a clear out. Get your shit off. But I am going to challenge you as your pal here to not make it about yourself. <laughs> Charles, the floor is yours. Cook. Hey, you know, I saw the whispers. I did. Motherfuckers talking real greasy about your boy. I saw that shit, okay? But where there's smoke, there's fire. And Coke maybe Chuck in the long run is rarely wrong. Because goddamn, what did we just watch? The moment I saw Sabine force push Ezra, I was like, yo, you know what? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I knew it. We were, we were here all along. Jomi is destroyed. Just like y'all should see Jomi jo- right now. Jomi is dejected, man. I, so, I feel so bad for Jome. Jome, like Jome is wearing his Ahsoka <laughs> Uh, Mickey Mouse ears. Jome is Jome's sad scene. His, he's got his lightsaber. Spotify office tonight. Jome is destroyed. His eyes are watering. <laughs> Yo, Charles, right, Jome. Before I continue, Jome, please, you like I need to let the people need to hear you because you really look distraught right now. Man, you know <laughs> you wake up every morning and you know you you, you think like it's going to be a different day. You know today is going to be different, <laughs> and it's not. It's not. It's the same, same type of bullshit you've been dealing with your whole life. <laughs> and um, I was, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, there are things to like in this episode. I'm sure I, I will talk about some of the stuff I enjoyed. But frankly, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, the moments of being forced to, uh, like, use the force and took the saber, I was ready to turn that shit off. <laughs> I was like, this is the, like, what are we doing? I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> Like we like we deserve better. We deserve better. Like okay, so just just to be transparent with the audience, um, not the Midnight Boys' favorite episode of television. Okay, now this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> Whoa! What we're gonna do right now? Don't put the monster in the cage, though. He's out. I'm not putting. I'm not putting. The, Don't look. put the monster back in the cage. Okay? Whoa! First of all, chill out because the way that sounds is crazy. <laughs> don't that sounds like something that you say when you're in it. girl look don't put the moss in the cage he's out yo wow well, Van, that's what the, that just sounds Van, like oh come on that bro. sounds like the type of shit that you would say by the way uh, okay so look <laughs> this is i'll do this so I, i'll take the burden of talking about this episode first of all it's not the absolute worst episode I've ever seen. It's not. Of course not. Of course not. No. No, of course not. I was disappointed with the episode. I'm not even going to bullshit you, right? And I also think 
that part of this has to do with this long-standing disappointment and trepidation that surrounds season finales of Disney Plus um, content, whether it be uh, the Marvel content that we've seen, the MCU content that we've seen, which outside of Loki, I'm not sure if we've gotten a really enthralling uh, or even competent season finale. Whoa, I, whoa, I, I, whoa, I, I, whoa. You guys didn't like the Moon Knight finale? That wasn't my fucking shit. What the fuck? Are you thinking? <laughs> Shut up. Beetleborg? <laughs> you didn't like that? Like, you, you know what I mean? Whoa, so like, did we get Vashon in the WandaVision season finale? That finale was bad, but it gave us a lot of content. So it, the, the, the <laughs> WandaVision season finale wasn't bad from a story standpoint, but it was pretty fucked up from the way that it looked. It looked fucking crazy. It was. It wasn't fucking good. What the fuck are we talking about? It was. It, the, the show was great. That wasn't the best part of the show, anyway. Yeah. Um, and so this another thing. It's the same thing here. I went into this expecting it to be a little bit different, and it kind of wasn't. But there are some things that I did enjoy. There were some pretty cool action parts. Um, the show still didn't perfect the action. Um. And I thought, you know, the night troopers were cool. That entire sequence was cool. Uh, it moved. It was paced pretty well. All of that stuff. But as far as what it had to do to, like, make this a really solid or should I say good, not even close to being great show, the finale had some work to do. And it just, I mean, I, I got to keep it real with you guys. I know you guys have all kinds of problems when we're overly critical, but I wouldn't be keeping it real if I said that the show did the work that it had to do in episode eight. It just didn't. It just didn't. Oh, it, was, so if, if I'm being real, though, if I'm being real, like if I'm not hype, like hyped up, yeah, <laughs> there was a deflating feeling. Like I after the credits rolled, I like fast forwarded to be like, is that it? Are we going to get anything? Because I just felt this pit in my stomach where if this was just like every other Disney Plus season finale, it would be one thing. But there were so many choices that were made about this world, about character, that I just felt just was wrong. It did not sit with me right. This entire season, we were like, all right, what's Balin going to do? What's Shin going to do? What are what are these characters? Like, Balin, we're, we're searching, we're searching, we're searching. And to just end like that on a, hey, guys, he's looking for a connection with Mortis in the sun. Okay, sure. But what am I supposed to feel with that? I think similarly to Sabine, we were teased this entire season about her use of the Force and what that would mean. And it, we can talk about the technicalities of everything later, but for that not to hit emotionally is a failing of the show because so much of it was built upon that. And I think Dave Filoni is way too talented of a creator to kind of drop the ball to this degree uh, during a season finale. It just left me wanting in a way. And I guess we're going to get an Ahsoka season two, but at this point I'm like, do we even want it? And I know that's like rough to say, but after leaving this, the, it was just, I have a really bad taste in my mouth. I kind of feel like you have to have a season two because if you, you end you, up it doesn't matter like whether no, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we have to have a season two. Nah, I I'm want, more so I want saying, it. are we excited for a season two? I'm more so exhausted I, at the thought. I, I, I want it. I mean, I, I need I, it. I, 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 they have to do it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, 
the the dissatisfaction that I have with the uh, with the uh, with the finale almost necessitates a season two more than if they would have stuck the landing because and that sounds really counterintuitive, but the reality is is if they would have gotten all of this stuff to the point to where I felt satiated by the story and everything that we had gone through, then I might be saying, you know what? Ahsoka Works is limited and they can just move on with whatever story they're trying to tell, whatever with the greater saga they're trying to tell, going to Thrawn and God and all of this, blah, 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 all of this stuff's cool. Now, though, it feels like they, they told half a story. I mean, to your point, the Balin thing is grotesque. I'll just be honest with you. It's it's grotesque. They like, thought I feel like they thought that people would like cheer seeing a statue. And I'm like, it was cool to see the statue, but the reality of the of it is that um you Balin was it just sometimes I wonder if they just ran out of gas. Or yeah. like Balin was such an intriguing character, like a breath of fresh air to Star Wars, uh, a force user with a different set of rules, a different set of values. It, he was mysterious in this world full of characters that we know so well, right? All of these people, we know their motivations, we know their triumphs, we know their tragedies, their traumas, all of that stuff, right? Balin was a character that li- really represented some. Uh, intrigue, wonder, mystery, all those things. Like I said before, um, and we needed to understand something. Look, we we needed we needed something. I mean, we we. It's not even an expectation that we would learn something more about Balin. I mean, it's almost like the story drug us to that point, and then they're barely in the finale. Like they're barely, barely. in it. They're, not even they, like not even twenty seconds. They both yeah. They both get. How much screen time? By the end, I was like, they got it, they got cameos. It's like they they wrote themselves into a corner with this. Like they didn't know what they wanted to do. I mean, even the battle with Ahsoka and Morgan, I'm just like, why is she having another fight with Morgan when Balin is still out there? To me, it, it it's just I can't even like fathom the creative choice because no offense, I don't care about Morgan that much, and I cared about Balin a lot more. So, I to your point, Van, maybe they just kind of boxed themselves in and didn't know how they got out. I mean, I want to hear from Steve, because my brother in negativity also seems very, uh, he doesn't seem very happy with this episode. I, again, there, there are a couple of things to like about it. I, I think that the overall disappointment that we have is probably just the idea that none of the things that we wanted to set up were paid off, and it was mainly because of the behest of the show that was trying to pay it off. It's not like we had our, we, it's not like we had our expectations run away with us. We were led astray. We were not, (laughs) we were not the ones to, you know, overreach here. I just, I feel like the fact that Ezra's back home and nobody, and like unceremonious, everybody's just like, this should be like parades in the streets. Chopper should be doing backflips right now. That was weird. I was that, like that. Harold should be elated. And I'm like, He's here. Oh, yeah, he's here. Like, I I don't know. There there were so many things that felt like they needed to be more powerful for the sake of an actual emotional payoff and any sort of, at the behest of an action scene, we were, uh, we were robbed of any sort of emotional payout. 
the consequences for Sabine are non-existent here. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I, I don't know if we want to, how much time we want to dedicate to the trial of Sabine Wren right now, but <laughs> it certainly is going to be more than she ever got on the show. Not I mean, that part was, come on, Joan, you have to admit. Not that ideal. was that was a nothing conversation between Ahsoka and Sabine. And I'm just like, I left that kind of despising Sabine as a character. Almost. <laughs> it was, it's not, it, it, it almost felt like, it almost felt like Ahsoka was embracing nihilism at that point. <laughs> you, you know what, what I mean? No, like, here's what I'll say. I think I can see what the show was doing. I guess I can, I see the vision in where, because Anakin and, Ahsoka have like kind of a relationship where Anakin, she said it, Anakin always had my back, no matter what. We're getting, we were doing all types of crazy stuff. And at the end of the day, Anakin, you know, was my guy. He always had my back. So in this moment, right, for me to become, uh, you know, a better master, I'm going to treat you the way my master treated me. And despite the fact that what you did was insane, out of pocket, and could destroy the entire galaxy that we live in, I got to rock with you. I don't think Anakin Skywalker would have made let that slide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if you don't rock with that, that's that's, that's what you, that's you. But I can see, the, I can kind of see what the show was trying to do. Did it work? Ultimately, that's up to us. And we, I think we're not really seeing the vision there. But I can see what the show was trying to do. Thrawn shouldn't have been in the show. Um, oh! I oh. 100% agree. 100% agree. He was wasted, not used properly. What do you think? Wow. Thrawn shouldn't have been in the show. The show, he was he was a second season villain to me. The show got caught up in trying to put all of those things in there, trying to cram in the Night Sisters. Had a lot of work to do. You know, we always talk about Andor and how great Andor was and all of that stuff. I'll be the one to bring up Andor. But remember, it was 12 episodes, right? Um, and so being that it was 12 episodes, you know, and Gilroy probably knows the story that he was telling was 12 episodes long. You know, this one was eight. That's longer than some of the other ones that have been six. But at the same time, they bit off more that they could chew. Thrawn comes into the story, and then for the amount of time that he's in there, it's got to be all about Thrawn. Meanwhile, the other things that we're into watching, they just get suspended, and they just fizzle out. And it it just doesn't, it just, it, it, first of all, the portrayal of Thrawn in this show is lacking. If it, it we, we, we've been hot and cold on it, but the reality is, Something needed to happen in this final episode to bring all of that home. It's just facts. Something that something needed to happen in this final episode to bring all of that home. Uh, we we saw some highs, but the reality is this needed to be a better um, episode of television than what it was. And it seems rather than finish the story off, they distracted us with a lot of Jedi action. And look, the action was fun. But the reality is that this show doesn't do action well enough for the action in the show to carry a whole episode. It, the action is fun. It's fine. But it's not enthralling enough, thrilling enough, or wowing 
um, enough for it to carry an entire show. You need action plus. And they just it, they just didn't get it done. It, they just kind of didn't get it done. Um, and to me, they're questions, but they're not like questions to where I'm like, oh my God, what happens now? The questions are more like, really? You know what I mean? So I, 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 I it's not the worst, but the fact that seven and eight here were kind of, it, it kind of ended on a whimper. It really blunted some of the momentum that the show had built up by those with those middle episodes. It really did. That's just a fact, man. So um, can I ask this though, with the action, I think what was lacking more for me, like I did not like how a lot of the action was staged. But what I think hurt it more for me was that there was no emotional payoff for a lot of the action. Like, okay, cool. Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra are fighting a bunch of night troopers who are resurrected by the witches of Dathomir. What am I supposed to feel about that? Similarly, the first time Sabine really, really uses the Force, I mean, maybe when she was opening the door, but I found that very, very funny. I was like, dog, she's, dog. she's not doing shit. <laughs> but like, there was, I, I was wondering the whole time, I'm like, what emotional connection does Ahsoka have to Morgan? In the same way, like, what, what emotional connection do Ezra and Sabine have to these two dark troopers who are zombies now? They're fighting, but it's like they're fighting jobbers. It doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that especially when you have Balin and Shin right there who represent the opposite or at least something more interesting uh, that you can subvert and you can there can be a battle of wills. But instead, they're like, here, fight a bunch of non-characters who don't want or desire anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The night, I mean, mm-hmm. the night uh, soldiers, man, look kind of cool. I ain't gonna lie when it was coming back to life. I was like, oh. That was neat. That I was think like, when, when the dude took the like, stab of the lightsaber and then just like smacked his face. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Look, it was fun. The Some of those battles were fun. Um, Ezra and Sabine Dog. against the we're two. We're not even. That was fun. The best part of the episode, man. What? In the beginning, when um, when Ezra is building his lightsaber. That was tight. And they talk about uh, Kanan and their relationship. And you see how, like, it affects Sabine, even to the point where you see Hu Yang gets out a piece of a, for a lightsaber, and he's like, this is Kanan. Kanan had two of these. said, keep one, just in case somebody needed it, or, you know, just in case. And then Ezra used it to build his saber. That was cool. I love that. I was like, look at it all coming full circle. This is the first time we've really gotten to, you know, hear about Kanan in this, in this show. I was like, all right. That's when I the episode. I was like, hey, we got some. You know, hey, we might get get cooking. And you know, then where do you get the Kyber happen. crystal? Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't also, about remember it. when he said Dug. he didn't need it? It's the force, guys. It's the force. <laughs> it's the force. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I, I liked the portrayal of Ezra, but Ezra in this show is kind of not a character. Like it, Ezra in Ezra in the show is just kind of always smiling and going, "Huh, what happened between you guys?" You know, <laughs> you mean you know, like Ezra in Rebels? Not really. Not by the time. Not by the time. The see. Not by, not not by, by the, the end. No, 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 no. Not, not by the end. Not by the time. Not by the time we we got to know Ezra. Like that was Ezra had this profound sense of duty, this connection to the Force, all of this. And I'm I'm not look. I'm I'm just saying. 
I've enjoyed the show. I really have. They really, in a real way, need to seriously lock in on the finales of these shows, man. They have got to do a better job. I'm just being for real. They have got to do a better job with the finales of these shows. Because you take a show that has the potential to be a, a good show and you make it a mediocre show. And then you take a mediocre show and you make it into some of the worst shit that we've ever fucking seen, which is what happened with Secret Invasion. They just got to do a better job with these finales. They do. They got to do a better job, man. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy and they call it sparked energy. Are you a spontaneous spirit who likes bringing a high octane feel to the group chat? Grab a berry burst sparked energy. Love bringing that upbeat comedy vibe wherever you go? Turn the fun up to 11 with their peach sunshine flavor. Whatever your energy, Duncan's here to match it with a revitalizing burst of caffeine and full-on fruit flavors. Even better, a medium sparked energy is $3 now through March 19th. Drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice, Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Look, uh, fucking uh, <laughs> Ahsoka fought Morgan. That hey, was a cool. Hey, I mean, that Morgan's, was a cool fight. Morgan's sword when when they was a uh, the night the great mothers were making the sword. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's that's kind of cool. I'm like, can this go against a saber? And it did. I was like, all right, they locked in. I was tight. Night sister magic was cool. Yeah. Thrawn is working with the Night Sisters. They go to Dathomir. There's so many things and questions that we still have. Wait, really quick uh, though, which is a Dathomir. Do the witches of Dathomir have like a Jedi problem where every story is just like, all right, all the witches of Dathomir are dead. And then you be playing a video game that like, yo, there's one witch of Dathomir left. And then you watch another show and be like, oh, there's three more of these. And I'm like, yo, what are we fucking doing? Like, I think but it's kind of, but it's kind of like Wu Tang Clan members, right? It's like, like you, you forget how you, many are on there. You think you know all the Wu Tang Clan members, and Name then somebody goes, and then somebody goes, "No, I'm in the Wu," and then you're like, "You're not in the Wu," and then you, they go, "No, I'm from the Wu Tang East Coast Killer B faction of Brooklyn base," and I'm like, <laughs> "What?" Wu affiliate? And yeah, and then you like, "Nah, I'm from the I'm from the Killer Army Wu adjacent," and you like, "That's Wu though, that's Wu." And I'm like, oh, cool. So it's always somebody hanging around. It was a nigga in Baton Rouge who used to say that he was down with the Wu-Tang Killer Army. Stop. I swear. Stop. And then he had pictures with him, with him and RZA. And it was him and RZA and they was in Florida. It was him. And, I'm like, are you for real? I was like, yo, bro, is that nigga Kyo actually in the Wu-Tang Clan? And they were like, I feel like we would know that. But it's mad Wu-Tang Killer affiliates like all over the world. And so maybe there's like just witches of Dathomir that's just out there in the wild, bulking witches that just get trained in the wild. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know on, a, but on, a serious, on a serious note, did we need a little bit more on the relationship between Thrawn and the witches Nigga, to yes. make sense? Well, if, wait, if, wait, if the question wait, wait, wait. is, did we need a little bit more, Charles? The answer is yes. Because yeah, <laughs> I was just, I, the whole time I was wondering, I was like, why are they just not only listening to him, almost worshiping him because everything that I've seen of the witches of Dathomir, especially in Clone Wars, 
this is not, these are not characters that are going to bow down to anyone and especially a man. And I'm, I just want to know what, what are their relationship to Thrawn? And especially when Morgan goes away, we see it then. Like Morgan, honestly, Thrawn is sending Morgan to her death. And she's just like, for Dathomir, okay. It's but, like, I mean, what? I mean, she, that's but, like the slow, slow affirming of her cause. Of her deal, his, yeah. yeah. But honestly, though, what we really needed, which is why the seasons need to be longer, they really have to be longer, guys. We needed a whole episode on the 10-year period that Ezra and Thrawn were on Peridian. We needed a whole episode. We needed a whole episode of how that explained how Thrawn met the witches, why his troops were so loyal to them, how they made it through, what Ezra... We needed a whole episode on that. Just break it out and talk about it. Flashback from... I mean, and look, I didn't think that we needed it while it was going on, but looking back on it, there's just too many holes in it. It just doesn't make... It It, it leaves you with too much. Like, these are factions. Thrawn always has, like, a powerful force user in his pocket. If you know anything about the character, he always uses a powerful force user or somebody that has, like, you know, special powers and all of that. Um, for people who read the books, in the books, um, they they uh, talked about the fact that it was actually Emperor Palpatine who would use his force powers to, like, manipulate things in war and change the odds and make sure that this fleet would win and they would do all kinds of stuff. So Thrawn went out looking for a really powerful force user that could do kind of the same things that Palpatine could do. So he's always had those people around, but you've always been able to kind of understand why he had those allegiances and those alliances. And here you just didn't. And for the show to end like this without really exploring that anymore, um, it just kind of, it's like something else. It just kind of went, ah, fuck it. There you go. Just stuff happening with no real story behind it was the whole deal. I mean, if you take that one step further, was even what we learned about Thrawn and Ezra and this 10-year period interesting? Because they tease us very early on in the season with, this is an uncharted galaxy. People have been there ages ago, but this is new to us as viewers. And it leaves you with like, oh man, this is gonna be so, this is gonna be so much wonder and awe. And we get there, and that shit looks like Earth. And all we know is that Ezra's been running around with the Beetleborgs, which is like cute. But knowing how, knowing how smart and capable Thrawn is, and how powerful Ezra was, I feel like we needed a little bit more of not only what were they up to, but something that is a propelling story, not just they were waiting around until the story got back to them again. And that's how I felt. Like, Filoni did not, like, maybe he's thought of it. I don't know. But it very much felt like they haven't been doing anything since we last saw them until Ahsoka got here. For like, for all we know, Ezra was literally sat on that ground, on that patch of grass, waiting for Sabine to show up. That's how it felt. So let's talk about the biggest quarter flip uh, oh, no. Maybe oh, even a bigger quarter flip oh, than what quarter flip. We might need to change the name. It might become force push now. <laughs> oh, this is the biggest quarter flip in Midnight Boys history. If we're, gonna I, I, I don't think there's any, there's any, there's any denying it. I, I really don't. I, I don't. I don't think. I, don't think I mean, this is the most gigantic quarter flip. I want. I want the audience <laughs> right now. 
want the audience right now to think of and put together their own lists. Well, before before we continue, Van, can you describe to maybe some of our newer listeners who have been around where quarter flipping comes from, what we mean when we say quarter flip? Okay, so in the Hawkeye series, Kate Bishop was uh, with Clint Barton. And Clint Barton, who is Hawkeye, who never misses, he took a quarter and he flipped the quarter to turn on a television set. He flicked it and turned on a television set with it. Kate Bishop tries it a couple of times and then she does it. My only fucking prior problem with that <laughs> was that to me, just having her flick the quarter after trying it a couple of times and have it turn on the television is story malpractice. It's, you got to show her practicing, 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 and then at the end, she knows how to do it. It was a montage, get, but keep going. I, it, was a, it was a montage, but still, though, she learned it in that same night. We're not going to relitigate this. We're not going to relitigate this. We're not going to relitigate this. It makes no sense, right? So whenever a character exhibits a skill that it seems like they didn't earn or that they just wrote in there for plot purposes, that's called quarter flipping. So quarter flip, how did they do it? How could they do that? You're quarter flipping. You're flipping your motherfucking ass off. And I'm sorry. For someone who couldn't do anything, she picked up her lightsaber. Fine. I'm cool with it. I'm nah, actually okay with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. She no. was, no, she was bro, like, that's, 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 that, here's, that's a feat no. where it's like, I get it. That's, it's, I can let that slide. I was no. like, whatever. The push, though, here's the thing. She did not know how to use the force a couple days ago. She exhibited absolutely fucking nothing. She took and a call from Ahsoka. She was just like, huh? Yo, she and didn't know that. how to, she didn't know how to use the force a couple of scenes ago. When they're in that <laughs> goddamn fight, like, they're blocking blaster bolts with their lightsabers and she can't do it. Ahsoka says, bring out your blasters. Ah ah Ahsoka says blasters because she's getting bl she's, she can't use the force. I feel like to, she didn't, not, maybe not that scene, but later she does when they're later, walking up the steps. So look, she always knows. By the way, I, blocking your fucking shit with a blaster bolt is one thing, but it's also pretty fucking hard to put your goddamn hand up and block it with your best guard. That's how, that's pretty hard as well, right? Yeah. But like, so what I'm saying is to go from that to a really advanced force move, which is hurling a person, pushing a person all the way up to a thing I don't it's know, like man. ten stories, by the Ezra, way. Ezra Ezra be, let's put, like, let's right put it now. in context. That is one of the most probably advanced force techniques that we've really seen in live action. You have to think about it. Uh, well, no, Leia in Last Jedi was no, pretty famous. What no, what I'm saying is, from someone who did not know how to use something, like oh, right. even Luke does not do that shit. You know what I mean? Like Ray in the fucking Force Awakens. She's not fucking pushing people. She like, was doing crazy shit though. She was. She was doing nuts shit. Uh, an entire body. She was resisting the air. She was resisting a a really well trained Jedi's fucking Force mind diet. control. But she's also whoa. She's also a Palpatine. Oh, she's ridiculous. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Sabine is. Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't even know her midichlorian count. I'm not trying to say- Her midichlorian count is zero, Charles! <laughs> it's fucking zero! No, it's- yeah. Dog! Yang <laughs> was like, bruh, if they brought you to the Jedi Temple, we would send you home. 
You don't have the talent. You don't have the skill. You don't have the innate capacity to be a Jedi. And yet here we are in episode eight, and she's throwing people across the world with force. So look, here's also, your also, 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 we, we should, this is another, this is another uh, <laughs> vote for having video. Because you <laughs> right. guys, you guys seeing Jomi lose it with the Ahsoka he is so mouse ears on right now. I mean, fucking hysterical. it's, it's I, like, I, I, this frankly like breaks canon for me. Like I can't take Star Wars seriously after this. Like I'm dead ass. <laughs> I'm dead ass. This is ridiculous. Right? We spent how many 30, 40 fucking years with Star Wars, right? And it's like, hey, some people have the force. Some people, you know, everybody, the force is in all living things. Some people have like real access to it. Most people don't. It's fine. It's cool. Let's cook. What we just saw right there, anybody can use the fucking force if they want. Fucking Mando season four, have fucking uh, Din start, you know, practicing with sabers and fucking pulling pulling shit you know what i mean like every single character han solo you know bring back he solo probably, he probably he probably is force sensitive though but i mean the thing was and, and maybe this is me riding the show a little bit i'm thinking Nah, fuck that shit. We out of here now, nigga. <laughs> we not, nah, like, nigga. We all know what. Fuck that shit. Strike Hold is on, over. Fuck. Writer rooms Hold are on. open. Well, yeah, about to say we ain't the strike over. We fuck that shit. Fuck all of that shit. That, I, that shit is done. Now I hope y'all enjoyed that little trope for the last four or five weeks because that bitch is getting put in the pocket now, nigga. <laughs> fuck that. I'm watching. This is, I'm, <laughs> like Sabine is such an awesome character on her own as a Mandalorian. She's such a badass. She doesn't need to be a force user at all. Like it doesn't do cool. anything for and her she, character. She can, she can understand that she doesn't need to Especially use the force. Especially if we were going to find Ezra again. Especially if th- we were going to get three episodes of Ezra. Sabine had Sabine's journey to see Ezra is way more interesting, way more grounding and way more relevant to her character than her journey to to use the Force. By the time it happened, it was stupid. I'm... And... Well, can I ask y'all this really quick, though? Because I don't want to skip over it. Does that moment also undermine everything that they were telling us about Ezra? Because Ezra's been stuck on this planet for 10 years. And when we meet him... They're basically being like, he's like, I don't need a lightsaber. Like, the Force is my ally. Until the next episode when you do need one. And then the next episode, it's Sabine, who quite literally had no connection to the Force, could barely use it. She's convincing Ezra in that moment, hey, trust the Force. You got, like, I got this. Wouldn't Ezra know? Like, why is Ezra doubting the Force when in the previous episode, he was just like, dog, the Force is so dope. I, like, literally can dispatch all these people without a lightsaber. Because Ezra wasn't in the writer's room because he realized that there was no fucking reason that she should have been able to push him across the thing. So Ezra, so, she, so she's going, she's going, she's going, I'll push you. Ezra's like, what? You on crack. Like, you, I mean, in the beginning of the episode, Ahsoka, when like the, the fucking, their ship is falling, Ahsoka don't even bother asking Sabine for help. She's like, yo, Ezra, I need some help. Like that was the level of in the episode. Even Ahsoka is just like, dog. And then a couple minutes later, she's like, Sabine, we need help with this door. I'm like, if she can't lift the fucking ship, then wh- how is she going to help with the door? I, I genuinely laughed my ass off when like, this is like sort of tangential to that, but when they were getting attacked by those TIE fighters and she just, 
flies the ship into them and then crashes, oh. and then everybody acts like it's just fine. The hold on move, the hold on maneuver minus a thousand, just but completely. It was just like she just shrugs, her, like, yep, whatever. All right, yeah. let's move on. You just threw a pick six. Like, what I are think you doing? So, Sabine help out with the door was kind of just vibes, and I was cool for that because I'm like, oh, I was cool. Like, that was it. like, I was like, come on, be serious. Like, we for real. <laughs> yeah. She's the, assisting two other people. Like, it, it, like, I loosened the pickle jar for you. Like, and by fine. the way, that, that scene was cool. Like, raining fire. Yeah. Like, Thanos. Sucks that they missed every single shot, but okay. Well, well for they're, me, they're, they're, they're trying to hit force users who are probably anticipating the blasts that are coming yeah, down yeah, and yeah. doing all of that kind of stuff and whatever. So it's for like, me, it's fucking fine. This is as if like we were watching like, you know, like they said, they, they gave us like a fourth season of Avatar and they, they made Sokka a waterbender. That's the same shit. <laughs> That's the same shit. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't I know, agree more. I know what you're talking about, Jomi. Could like, not agree more. It's ridiculous. Like she, like her character... Works without her being force user, like it's completely. I don't know, man. It just, yeah, man. Um, it's just. <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. It takes everything I know about this universe and turns it on its head. Like we, yeah, I've said it. We could just have any character decide. Hey, I want to access the force. I want to use the lightsaber. Let's go. You know, what I mean, after again, the series was like, look, you don't, Sabine, you don't have the skills. You don't. The midichlorian account is not high enough. It's cool. You can keep it pushing. I thought, you know, a sucker would just be nice. And 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 one thing I will say is that they do talk about why Ahsoka left Sabine, you know, seeing what happened to her home and knowing what happened to her master, her teaching Sabine could lead to something terrible going down the line. You know, I know what happens when people who are upset, people who lose things, get this power, they become Don't dangerous. tell me, don't tell me, show me. Which is fair, which is fair. Again, like one of the things I can see what the show was trying to do and I can understand it. Was it executed properly? Probably not. But in terms of, okay, I under, I can see the vision. That's one of the things that I'm cool with. All right, bet. But to just like go and say, all right, cool. She's, again, what was it? Ep two, or episode two, you don't have the, you don't have the count. We wouldn't put you on, on the Jedi, the floor. You want to make, you want to make the college team. You want to make the JV team. You want to make the freshman team. All right. You're not. We're not bringing you to the Jedi Temple. You don't have. You don't have it. To her now pushing Ezra across the sky in what seven episodes, six episodes, utterly ridiculous. Just, just completely unserious. Can while we're on the Force, can I just bring up something? Y'all are gonna kill me for bringing this up. I really wish they would have left the father son daughter shit in the cartoons, like. I don't want to see that shit in live action. That's tough. Season two, you're, you're, baby. You're screwed. You're fucked. You're fucked. You're about to see it. And like, like, let's be real. The, like, that was not my favorite episode of Clone Wars. In terms of it's fine for a cartoon. I really don't like when they start explaining the force or just be doing too much. Let it be a mysterious thing. I am very, very afraid if this gets to season two that we're going to get into that shit. I, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I just want. I, I wanted to bail on the idea of Soka getting a season two, and I just want Balin's show. And it makes me so upset because Ray Stevenson, rest in peace, will not be with us again to facts, continue bro. that journey. And I genuinely want to know what the fuck is going on. Unfortunate with him in his in his new journey to find out what the new origins of the Jedi could be. So this is my thing. A couple of things. Basketball analogy here. Do you know when you really know that a franchise has lost its way? 
is not when they are missing on players. It's when they actually draft a player and they don't do anything with the player. And then the player goes somewhere else and they shine. Mm. That lets you know that there's so much dysfunction and there's such a a lack of talent at the top that they can't recognize diamonds when they have them. Oh, we had this guy. He's somewhere else and he's hooping. Well, either you have a bad system, you have a bad culture, you have a bad whatever. Somebody else was able to get something out of this guy that you weren't able to get out of him. That's in a way how I feel about Balin and Shin. Like these were these were to me by far some of the most interesting char- uh, characters that we had in Star Wars in a long time. For all the reasons I named earlier, for all the reasons I named earlier, the whole internet, everybody is going crazy over these characters and how they're being played, what their connection is, and they just quit on them. For real, I'm not even bullshitting. They just quit on them. They just quit on them, <coughs> and not even quit in a cool way. It would it would have been different if there's some kind of deal to quit. She runs runs away. He goes, I must go. And then all of a sudden, they one is by a mountain, and then the other one's holding up. She's the new leader of the fucking uh, Raider Patrol of Peridia. Fuck the Raiders. Like I don't even like you know what I'm saying. So it's just there's like a lot of baffling things that are going on. And by the way, for all of the stuff that we got with Thrawn, all of the time that we spent with him. They didn't really write him in a compelling way. It wasn't like it was. He kept you're, losing, you're which made like, him less imposing. Every strategy like, he had ended terribly. You almost wonder if less Thrawn would have actually been like more. Like I said before, it's like if, if it would have been better not to have had as much of him as what we did. It's just crazy. It's like, mm, I don't know. It's just so much. It's, God damn it. Fuck. I mean. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, do you guys? I'm interested to ask you this. Are you? Do you guys think that they are going to start season two with Ahsoka and Sabine on this world? Because that's like a crazy choice in terms of we spent an entire season trying to get Ezra and Thrawn, and the minute we get Ezra and Thrawn back, Ahsoka and Sabine are stuck, and I'm like. The, like, no, no, they're gonna they're gonna start Ahsoka and Sabine with a two bedroom in Coruscant. No, nigga, that's what they <laughs> like. They, no, they, what I was asking, like, what they, I'm asking, are they doing a like? This is where Ahsoka has been. Like, like instead of dying, now her and Sabine are off in their own galaxy, and maybe they're not going to be in the the Thrawn movie. I no, like, they'll be in this, it. No, they'll be in it. Somebody will come back there because they could. I mean, the ship is still working. They could. Like find a purgle, get in his mouth again, and maybe get back. They know how to get back. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. They're gonna what again? Ooh, Ooh. daddy. See, how's, that, how's that feel, man? You know, it feels great, like, guys. <laughs> the difference between me and you guys is I don't, I don't have any shame. That's very clearly, very apparent. Clearly, yes. very apparent. You, you guys are more. Bring back uh, shame in 2023. You guys <laughs> are three little moral orals, and and I'm just oral. No money. Oh. <laughs> man. I don't yeah. know what was more in serious, this episode of this podcast. <laughs> what, what did they expect? What did they expect? This is the fucking Midnight Boys. This is what we do. We That's like, true. you guys, there's That's a true. whole bunch of people that are listening to this right now. I was with y'all. And the fucking thing that pisses me off more than anything 
is that is that I'm right? Charles can be fucking Nostradamus <laughs> by just continuously being fucking negative, right? <laughs> and, and, he, and, and he's and Whoa, he's staring no, no, at no, 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 no. I see, uh, I see the, the sign. Content, and the content is so fucking fucked that he'll <laughs> always be proven right because we're in a fucking rut. <laughs> Wait, so not to step on, we have do we, we kind of have to do a state of Star Wars pod now because there's so many questions after Mando and this. So not to step on, but like, is the Thrawn movie looking a little shaky now? Because nothing about this. I just I don't know where you begin. Like the pieces on the board, like what what does it all mean? So now? we, we like, have the, we've I think we've had the discussion on the podcast at least once, and me and Van have had this conversation in person at least like three or four times. It depends on when the show comes out or the movie comes out, right? Because if the movie was coming out like next year, we'd be like, uh oh, that's problematic, right? But hopefully we can get like an Ahsoka season two, a Mando season four, you know, tighten up a little bit of this stuff, you know, get skeleton crew, get this thing coming a little right, and then have the movie drop. Is right? anybody going to give a fuck by the time that happens? If we're, like if we're being... And that's part of the, that's also part of the problem. That's why it's like a double-edged sword, right? They kind of need time to get this thing right, but do they have it is the problem, you know? And Star Wars is kind of in this this mode right now where they have to figure out, all right, do we prioritize getting the movie right or or just getting it out? Or do we get the shows to have, to have the shows, give the movie time to get the story completely flowing? Because obviously, as we see there right now, it's not really looking gel, right? So it's tough. They, they got a conundrum. That's Kathleen Kennedy. That's why she gets paid the big dollars, right? To figure this kind of stuff out. And it's ultimately looking like we, I mean, the movie doesn't have a date, right? We're just sitting here speculating on something. So at the end Man, of the day, shit, that, they said come, that right? shit was, that shit was, they said that shit was coming out in like 2027, bro. I'm going to have <laughs> arthritis in both knees by the time that <laughs> you shit. You don't pop. already? Nah. I'm a nigga. I, I do. See, Jomi? See, once again. Shots. Man is old. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out. That was ageism. That's fucked up. Yeah, see? That's fucked up. Coming oh, at his the, knees like that. That's fucked none up. None of the rules coming at his knees. Wow. None of the Stop. rules. Like, <laughs> like, Take it back, back Charles. Like, 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 like adults, yo. Like, oh, none, my none of the, I just want to let you guys know, none of the woke rules apply to me. You guys don't apply none of the rules to me. I get called everything. I get, like, it, you guys kink shame me, you age shame me, everything. I get none of the woke rules. You guys are only woke with each other. Like, you guys only appear, apply the woke rules to one another. Well, we don't really apply them to Steve either. But, like, <laughs> so it's really just two of you guys. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ezra and Hera got back together. That's nice. It did. Cool. Yeah. Good. Great. Chopper okay. knew. Chopper knew. Chopper's like Wolverine or Daredevil. He could tell. He could. He could scan and knew know that it was Ezra. Even Wait, then, why did Ezra wasn't... come off the ship with his helmet on? I was like, dog. He could have been shot down right away. Yeah, he could have. Yeah. If this was America, they would have shot his ass. Why would he they even let him on he, the ship, though? Well, he must have communicated something, right? Because yeah. when he's going in there, they have to open the deal up, and they have to do something. Now, what I don't know is why don't you, why you don't go when you're coming in there. Hey, it's me, Ezra Bridger. Or hail them, be like, it's me, it's Ezra. Well, again, I I mean, I guess. Uh, me, I'm trying to do some lifting for the show that I that I hate. Um, I assume they're like, yo, it's a foreign vessel, but for some reason. They're like, hey, man, we'll let it on. We'll see what happens. Maybe mm. he communicated it was Ezra. Maybe he was like, yo, I'm a friendly. Didn't say it was him until he got there. He took his thing off. And they're like, oh, snap. You're actually. Splitting hairs at this point. It's splitting hairs at this point, right? Yeah. yeah but... Okay. So it was, it was, we know why they did it. Exactly. So we can have a scene. A dramatic of thing. Was... Going, wow, it's Ezra. And we'll, we'll, some more member berries to chew on. It's, fu- it's cool. It was fine. <laughs> it, was, it, it, was, it was fine. It was fine to see. God damn it. No Zeb. Fuck you, Zeb. Like, it, 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 it was fine. In the ditch. Zeb. You, know what, you, know, you know what else Jesus. was fine? You know what else was fine? Y'all use up all your Anakin Skywalker goodwill. The Force Ghost. That's it. it. I, I told... Far. All right, all right. It all right. was used up. You used up. You used up all your... It, it, I, I thought it was going to... I thought it was going to be Kanan, and then I would have really felt a certain way. But, like, you've, you've used up all your Anakin Skywalker goodwill. We appreciate him. We love him. That's it, bro. I feel Fuck like it. if you didn't use him in the hollow and just kept him in that one episode and then this, I think that would have been nice. I think that would have been the sweet spot. But if we got him in the hollow, we got him in that episode and the end of this three times. No, because the episode throughout. was bad, Steve. So I still, it still would have been like, womp, womp. It, it made me feel worse because I'm like, did womp, they know womp? they didn't no, have it? I and then they that. put the Force Ghost in. I, di- I, I genuinely did like that. I will say that music was beautiful at the end. Oh, I dude. really think that Incredible. like the, th- th- this is why it's so great or why it could have been so great. Sabine sensed we, him. Di- Sabine sensed him. That's well, she who, did? That's all. That, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, she sensed that's, him. She's like, oh, yeah. and but like she's, but Ahsoka sees her clear no, as no, day. No, no, I was wondering if she, because, but then it does not make sense to me because Ahsoka is Ahsoka the White now. I would assume after her going into the world between worlds, talking to Anakin, this was her master. She should probably able to be like sense the Force Ghost. How is Sabine who just That's why I thought it was Kanan. The- That's why I like, thought it was Kanan. She knew Kanan. So I it thought it was she, she never knew Anakin. So why is she? How is she able to sense Anakin when Ahsoka can't? But can the Force Ghost can show up to anybody, can't they? Yeah. They can't. Why is the but Force Ghost showing up to Sabine? Sabine it's a weird like- retraction of her Force sensitivity, by the way, because if she's able to, like, just push him up off the thing, you're just like, oh, what's that in the wind? You know, and this and is my what? fault. I, I- this is my fault. Guys, Han Solo is Force sensitive. Remember in Rise of Skywalker when he was a Force Ghost, he showed up to, to Kylo? Oh, that's right. 
Exactly. Anybody Force can Ghost do confirmed. It. There we go. Anybody can do it. All you got to do is be like famous enough and you could be a Force Ghost too. Yep. I don't Wait, know if he came back. I don't know if he came back as a Force Ghost. It's debatable, but I think he that wasn't, was he wasn't he wasn't blue, was he? I think I think that was some weird. He was on a blue planet, so we could we could have obfuscated a little bit. Now I'm splitting hairs. Nah, do do only Jedi come back as blue Force Ghost? Yes, it's like yes. a Jedi skill. Yes, yeah. Wait, then how did yeah. Han Solo come? Exactly. Who gives a I shit? Think that it was, was a dream. This, it was it doesn't matter. matter. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. It says it says it says right here Han Solo's Force Ghost, the Rise of Skywalker. I don't know the Han Solo have a Force. Oh, it says here the vision of Han is is not a Force Ghost. <laughs> He didn't, Han didn't send that version. Leia sent the version. Oh, for, right. that's what oh, it says. Right. Right. We can send Force Ghosts to each other now, Christ. like a Telegram, hey, get, did you, like Charles, a DM. Did you get that Force Ghost I sent you? <laughs> like what the fuck? Nah, bro. Oh my god. Nah, man. I don't think it was a Force Ghost. Han don't know how to do that. Han, ain't, I don't think Han. But, but well, now we that. clearly live in a Star Wars universe where anybody can access the midichlorians inside them and become. A super Jedi in minutes. Everybody's broom boy. This makes me more mad for my boy, John Boyega, because they didn't give my man any force powers. Like, that Dog. motherfucker, they didn't give him anything. Dog. Like, you letting Sabine have that shit? Like, at least let Boyega, like, push some shit. He, got, a, he got that person. what? He got the saber, what, twice in uh, The Force Awakens? They were like, all right, cool it, my brother. You you sit down right here, man. We're going to put he you He got his back. ass whooped every time. Every Wait. single time. Come on. And Sabine, man... Don't get me Crazy. started. He spent the whole ninth, uh, the whole ninth uh, episode going like, guys, trying to tell everybody I'm force sensitive. They don't let him say it. They don't let him tell nobody. Oh, they, they don't want to let yeah. black Jedi's be great. They don't want to let black Jedi's rule the system. It's all That's right. crazy. It's fine. Man, Finn picked that 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 fucking lightsaber up with Kylo Ren and got tended to quick. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Which, nigga. Yeah, right. That's how that's <laughs> supposed to go. Kylo Ren should have said some racist shit to him. He definitely. I feel like he definitely like. In like what, would, what would he say? What would Kylo Ren say to John Boyega, giving you the floor, man? It, like, it, like it's color. What are you gonna do with that lightsaber, boy? <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna do with that, huh? Do they like? Uh, it's like it said. This is for the dark side, not the dark people. Or oh, something. Like, do they I like that you're in his like this, like he sounds that's like a frat boy? They, that's how that nigga. That's bro, how he sounds. You. That's how he that's sounds. That's how that nigga sounds. That's bro. how he sounds. Ooh, do they ooh. have the N word in space? I, uh, Probably, but you know what? But, uh, let me tell you why I think they do. Let me let me tell you why I think they do. Because they they say mad shit, and I wonder like how they say it. Like for example, there must be, you must be able to bond out in. In the Star Wars galaxy, you must be able to bond out. You must be able to like get arrested and then bond out. Somebody must be able to bail you out of prison because, like Sabine says to her mount, she says, "You bailed on me the last time," and I'm like, "Bailed." I mean, bail like you bail out of a plane. But yeah, like, but why do they? But why do they not call it bailing out because you're freeing? You're getting freed. Well, I, it's a it's a multiple entendre. Like it, it could mean like I mean, escaping. They, they it said could the mean word. like ditching or like basically evacuating for safety reasons. They said the word Ronin in this, where that That's would a, mean yeah. that would mean that there were samurai at one point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, are they watching Kurosawa movies <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away? Like, showing your hand out here, <laughs> you know. I mean, so Vulcan, Han, right? Han, Han said that we're like sitting ducks in Star Wars one time. That's and true. I'm like, 
They call the pergo whale. I ain't never seen it. I ain't never seen it. They got whales. So I'm saying they got different shit. So they probably got the N-word in that bitch. That's probably, Mace Windu is probably like, you know, because you know Dark City says it. You know, that's, <laughs> a, that's a racist motherfucker. He is mm. a really a racist, though. He, yeah. he was racist against aliens. Yeah. They only had one alien up there. It was a human, a human situation. And by the way, all white men. All white men up there at the top of the empire, man. Not too many other people in there. Steve, you look like an Empire officer, bro. Like, the, put the little hat on you. That's what Don't you should do be for Halloween. Steve. That's what you should be for nah, Halloween. Steve would be, Steve would be in the trenches, like, uh, fixing whatchamacallit. Like, he'd be on Coruscant in, the, in, like, fixing shit for people. Yeah, I mean... Pod racing, maybe. All right, let's do, let's do something <laughs> real quick. Let's do something real quick. I've had a, a saying for the whole season that I've been using to squash criticism. Oh, man. <laughs> It's been finally you admit it. Don't write the show. Hey, I just got sick of the whole thing, but now guess what? It's retired, it's gone, it's over. Now what we're about to do is write the show. Oh, right. Start, <laughs> starting with Charles. I want you to tell me just in two or three plot points what would have made a good finale for you. Charles Wright. A good finale. So we're just talking about the finale. Just the finale. Balin, Balin and Shin would have had to be in it. For every, like, the fact that they were in it for two seconds. Well, the fact that they didn't even reunite at all. Yeah, there's that on top. Um, Yeah, just gonna be real. All the shit that happened force-wise with Sabine, put that shit in a fucking blender, throw it away. It's garbage. Uh, And last, but certainly not least, if we're leading to find fucking Ezra, when Ezra finally gets reunited with Hera, after 10 years, I would hope that it would have a bigger emotional impact than what happened. I just, it does not, if you're going to- They didn't even hug. They (laughs) didn't hug, she didn't cry. Like, if you are going to shoehorn in the Rebels, which in my opinion, they did, just put the Rebels back together. Having to do a whole nother season of Ahsoka and Sabine together alone- Ugh, keep that shit. Now we gotta look for Ahsoka and Sabine. Oh no. She's gonna be them switching planets every season. (laughs) Just Just like back and forth. Right. Van, what 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 have right what would have made the finale better of what I didn't list? What would have made the finale better? Uh, To me, what would have made the finale better is some sort of actual closure between the situation between Ahsoka and Sabine, other than, hey, you fucked over me, it's cool. (laughs) Like, uh, an exploration and an understanding of why they were at cross-purposes and how they got to the the better situation, to a a better understanding. Two, an actual integration of Ezra's character into their fold. Like, if you didn't watch Rebels then the connection doesn't seem real. Like, uh, there were no stakes for Ezra. He was kind of like a fluffy character in a way. Um, Having them connected in some way, like some sort of stakes, something real that that binded them together would have been awesome to me. Really, I would have liked... I would like some type of friction between Ezra and Sabine to where maybe he questions whether or not she did the right thing 
and coming for him if it meant that Ahsoka was left alone, if it meant they weren't going to be able to get back. Something to kind of put her into a, to a situation and make her question if what she did was the right thing. Because it seemed fucked up what she did, but like nobody on, in the whole show ever called her on it. I mean, she essentially wasted the last 10 years of Ezra's life. If we're, if we're going to be like logistically, if you're thinking about it, to save Ezra, now Thrawn is back in our galaxy and nobody at any point was going to be like, hey, Sabine, is that sacrifice worth it? Because if I'm, everything we know of Ezra, if I'm Ezra, I'm like, no. I, like, I did what I did at the end of Rebels, and I think that is actually what makes this season finale to me re- like really egregious. It takes what was a really good series finale for Rebels and kind of makes it pointless if we're being 100% real. With now everything that we know, Damn. like, imagine somebody watching Rebels and then being like, Oh, wait, so Ezra just comes back after 10 years with Thrawn? I would be like, that's how we're we're ending this, or at least starting this over again. Also, if, if you think if you kind of think about it, uh she kind of went to Ezra with no plan on how to get back. You know? Like the only <laughs> way they were gonna have to get back was with Thrawn. That was that was it. She's like, all right, I'm gonna go see my, my homie. How do we get back? Who knows? You know, just vibes. Yeah, right. Just vibes. Uh, to to answer your question, Van, I think the yeah the Sabine Force thing. I think I could. I don't honestly. Without that, I think I could live with this finale. Not perfect, of course, but I think I'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, like some of the stuff they tried didn't really execute it perfectly, but I understand what they're trying to do. We'll see what happens in season two. Let's get it. Um, but yeah, ha- in, like me writing the show. Sabine doesn't need the force. She's badass without it. I don't need the force to be a badass warrior. I can just be me, and that works. I thought that would have been a great way to wrap that up. and But of course not. You know, we got to see. Everybody's got to have a lightsaber in 2023 Star Wars. God forbid someone is not force-sensitive. Christ. <laughs> Steve, write the show. By the way, also... Half the half this show to me would have had Balin and Shin in it. Half of it, I I can see that. Yes, that way th- more that's, Balin. That's really that's really where my writing would want to be concerned because I want to know what path Balin and Co are on. Like maybe to not like maybe give me a reason why he was so mysterious to his own Padawan as to why he wants her, her to go her own way because she's clearly in pursuit of power, in pursuit of advancement in this new empire only to be marooned and uh, left with him and everybody else alone. I, I desperately wanted to know what to him is a new beginning, or at least a hint of that, because he was clearly one of the strongest, newest things to come out of this show. And I really think that was squandered. And to only have him literally being set off in a pointed direction by a giant statue really felt like a letdown. Like, okay, is he taking the ring into Mordor? What is he doing? Like, he's just looking into the... I, I don't know. That That's really what have gotten me, and that's what really would have been something fulfilling to me. Obviously, to know that we probably had an idea that somebody was going to get left behind, that Thrawn had to come back, that uh, Sabine had to reconcile with either being able to use the Force or not use it. Obviously, it went the way that we didn't want it to. I would have liked to see this main or 
now secondary antagonist have their own bit of like a send off or like, you know, lead in into another direction. So that would have been my thing. So, yeah, oh, man, I'm, 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 we're on fire right now, fellas. Like, imagine Balin finds what he wants to find on Perdita, right? And then that sets up him versus whatever that, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Shinhati's got going on and Ahsoka and um, Sabine on the same planet, right? Now they have to like, all right, cool. Hey, we can't leave before we stop what Balin's got going on over there, right? Let's handle that and then take off. I'm interested in that. That's something I'd be get down with. We don't know what Balin's after. We just, we don't, right? And it's it's weird that they left us. We got nuggets. We got, you know, something. And we're all like- Got some crumbs. And we're like, this is interesting, right? Tell us more. And they don't. They just don't. They just don't. And it's like, cool. He's, all right, there's a statue of Mortis. There's, there seemed to be like a temple ways away. And it's like, f- for sure. Awesome. It, that's it? That's all we get, huh? Cool. Like, it's just... So, guys, I think we're being really, 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 really negative. So, if we could just... Be- <laughs> Whoa, wow. Oh, wow. If we could just... <laughs> wow. Yeah, this podcast so we could just be positive. It's wow. so much fun this for him. It's nuts. so much if fun If we could just be him. positive for a little bit... You are literally incredible, Charles. After everything that we've, the journey we've gone through on the season, I want you guys to do something special for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Can each of you go around the table like Thanksgiving and say something nice about how Charles is always right about these Disney Plus shows? We'll start with Dan. I'll start, start with me. Uh, <laughs> listen, Charles is, he attacks things like somebody from the far, far right. Whoa! Mm. I said something nice. Mm. This is this. Uh, unless you think that there's something wrong with our friends on the far, far right. Okay, uh, Charles is he's he's a doomer and gloomer, and because bad things in the world happen, <laughs> he unfortunately uh, relies on the bad will of men. I happen to want to rely on the good mil- <laughs> will of men. Charles relies on the bad will of men, and since men are always up to no good, <laughs> he ends up being correct. Um, look. <laughs> I will say this. Nobody sees the cracks in the ship like motherfucking Charles Holmes. <laughs> Char- being Charles, you're the, you're the rose that grew through the concrete. Hey, guys, this is... Wait a minute, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 no, let's let's go back. No, let's See, go back to the to rose that grew. That is definitely transatlantic slave point. Like, oh, like, is that like, tra- what are you talking about? Where, where did whoa. you hear that? Where did you hear the rose that grew from? The you said that, Van. Uh, but like. No. Wait, 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 you know where does that come from? Where does that come from, Steve? Why am I attributing that to Charles? No, no, no. Steve, did you know where that comes from, Steve? So you so what you're saying is you're giving me credit for the rose that grew through the concrete bit. You're saying that that's something that I say. Well, not not anymore. Right. Wow. Steve, why don't you do yourself a favor and Google right now the rose that grew through the concrete? No, no, don't Google it. Don't Google it yet. Can you please Give us three guesses. No, to who I'm you not going to guess. No, no, no. I'm not going to make this work. Absolutely. You got to do it. I'm not going to make this work. No, no. We, absolutely. We recorded, yes. Whoa, we recorded the Loki pod, and y'all aren't taking out something egregious that Van said. So don't. Come on now. We got all playing this game. All playing this game. I know you educated. Uh, let's just say, all right. The artist, the artist in question was in the news very, very recently. Very recently. Very recently. Oh, very, Tupac. Very. 
There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. This is, guys, let's be real. This is what healing looks like. This is what racial harmony looks like. Yeah. That's what it looks okay. like. Okay, Steve, now listen. We'll give you the opportunity to get us. You now say something, throw a white quiz out at us that we should know. White give us a, quiz? Who invented yeah, G Golly? Yeah, like give us a white quiz. Give us a quiz oh, that man. we wouldn't know. Um, as or black a song Negro lyric Americans you think that we wouldn't that know. we haven't heard a song lyric that yeah give us something from know. Owl City I like Owl City too great. bro that nigga from Owl City is a G bro I like Owl City bro <laughs> that, well, how's, how's that shit go how'd that Owl City Fireflies uh, yeah how'd that song go you would not well, believe your eyes. eyes you would not believe your eyes fireflies I like that shit bro Put, put that shit on real quick. Uh, bro, I like that Owl City, bro. Why do I like that shit so much, bro? That's a good that time, shit is, it's, bro, it's a good song. But the song makes you feel like Star Wars should make you feel. <laughs> Man. Like you're inside of a happy ringtone? Like you the Star Wars. I like that Owl City shit, bro. Like there was a whole era of like whites that would make songs that would really make you feel good. Passion like, Pit was one of them. Oh, right? bro. Then there was this one song that was really depressing that these white boys made, and it was like like somebody would die, and then wait, was it the pumped up would, kicks one about nah, the school shoot? That one was like a crazy one because they made a pop song about a school shooting. That one was a crazy one. Hey there, Lila. Nah, that one was good too. But it was one where the guy was telling the girl that he loved her so much that he would follow her in the death. How did the song go? So is this a My Chemical Romance? One day you will die. Oh, that's Death Cab for Cutie. Death I'll Cab follow for you cutie. into the dark. <laughs> I'll follow you into the dark. I used to be. I used to be. Oh, yeah, bro, me and Chuck were getting that one. <laughs> bro, I used to be. I used to be like lonely. Death Cab for Cutie's great. I used to be lonely in LA listening to that shit when I first got out here, bro. What the fuck? Oh, face. Well, how old were you? How old were you when you were just like, this is my. Nigga, this was like mid 20s, something like that, like 26, 27. Death Cab for Cutie. Great. Yo, Steve knows the song. Steve got emo to the song. I, I'll I, be honest I with y'all right song. now, man. I've been listening to some Sum 41 as of late. So, Sum 41? Yeah, man. Some Sum 41. Nice. Some good What's the Charlotte? complexion of the girl you're going out with right now? Show me. The girl? Yes. Brother. Uh, it's, it's, it's struggle out here, fam. I'm I'm alone, bro. It's National Boyfriend Day. Nobody posted me, man. It's, I'm down bad, brother. What you mean? It's, it's terrible out here, bro. I saw three different black women post Steve. I was just like, damn. This is a transatlantic <laughs> place. Yeah. Let me tell y'all something <laughs> right now. This is the interesting thing is, We've started to entertain ourselves. <laughs> like, like, that's what Star Wars has done to us. No, yeah, we were so depressed talking about this shit. We started talking about Owl City and we just perked the fuck up. We're just like, I like Owl City, bro. I like that nigga, Owl City. So is Owl City one nigga or is it a whole band? It's one dude. He made that whole album by himself. But his name is Owl City. Yeah. It's the name he, of the project. Yeah. Kind of like Tame Impala. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, like Tame Impala. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Tame Impala's dope. Well, Tame Impala's a band. Tame Impala's a band. So Owl City is just one guy who named himself Owl City? Well, it's not like his name name, but like, yeah, that's what he named the musical wait, project. I thought Tame Impala he... was one dude. Hold on, wait a second. Wait, wait a now, second. We're, now we're, for a second. we're cautious, James. Okay. We're confused. Well, hold on for a second. Yeah. Owl, Owl City, City is one guy. So Owl, it says, this, <laughs> so this is the Owl City nigga right here. Yes. His name is... Uh, uh, Adam Young. Adam Young. He, so, he's, so he it's didn't want to be... It's just him. 
And he named he did, himself. He did, he did the drums. He did the guitar. He did like all that. Bro, this him. dude is a one man band of good feelings, bro. Yo, I, can we get Owl City at the live show? <laughs> <laughs> it would be dope. Bro, if, I'm, if I'm we serious, got, bro. We should, we should end it on an Owl City performance. Bro, I'm, I'm serious. I want to get Owl City at the live show. Y'all, if you, is, I, somebody listening to this knows Owl City. This dude, Owl City. Somebody knows him. Reach out to Owl City, bro. Reach out to him. Can we get back to the show? No, wait, Tell wait. Him. Tim Impala is like Owl City, man. It's Kevin Parker, and he got like, you know, people tour with him and things like that. Yes, he, it is. Yes, it is one man, so you, and he gets other, he works with other people. Just like, homie, bro, you was trying to trip me up, Steve. Man, I know my, I know my music. I know my white people. All right, music. let's go to the Midnight Meter. What are we giving Ahsoka? Midnight Meter. Six. Seven. Gotta be a seven. Ah, uh, six. Mm. Seven. Gotta be a seven. I gotta, I gotta go seven. I, I gotta go seven. Yeah, I gotta go seven. I gotta go seven because it, it was... So let me tell you why I'm going seven. Tell you why I'm going seven. The show overall wasn't bad. The finale might have rendered it pointless, which I have to be honest, right? The finale might have rendered it pointless. It moved... The whole purpose of the show was to get to Thrawn and get Ezra back. I don't really feel like Ahsoka did a lot of changing. Even the whole Ahsoka the White thing, guys, I mean, I don't really feel like the finale paid any of that character development off, right? However, if I'm looking at a show that's a six, and you know, I always grade a little high, six means I didn't have very much fun. And throughout the point of Ahsoka... The sh- throughout different points of Ahsoka, the show, the highs of the show were so high that there were really moments to where I was wild. So I'm going to give it a seven for that. It could have been an eight had they landed the finale, um, but I don't think I can go much lower than a seven. Seven is probably where I'm going to go. Y'all go. Y'all go. Mint boys go first. I'm struggling here. Uh, I'm going to go seven. And my thought process Y'all are so weak, yo. Nah, I, man. Here's the thing. This, I did. Fuck I, this. I think we did like a mini meter and I gave it like a nine or something. Like I was really high on it. You know what I'm saying? They did some really cool stuff in the middle there that I really appreciate. At the end of the day, man, it just, yeah, the finale was like just a two pack, two pack of ass. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to reconcile that. Like, I don't know what the point was. I don't know why we got here. I don't know what was the reason behind any of it. So at the end of the day, like I gotta, I gotta bring it down to a, to a seven. Steve, six. I'm gonna go with six. I didn't have that much of an attachment to Rebels, and I was hoping to find a bit more of an attachment here. What meaning I could find was really undercut. Like we had a we had a banger two episodes in the middle there with. Anakin and Ahsoka and I feel like that was kind of all of the catharsis we needed and I feel like that's really all the show seemed to be concerned about other than that it was fine so yeah a six I'm 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 stuck between a five and a six y'all I really am I'm stuck because there's like two and a half episodes that I enjoyed man man five or a six I'm going to go with the six. I'm going to go with this. Like, yeah, 60%. Uh, they tried. They did some stuff. Question. Is it possible 
that Ray Stevenson's death affected the end of the show somehow. Like they cut around it? Um, After the fact? I mean, I'm just, I don't know. And obviously, the life of a human being is much much more important than a television show, but... Absolutely. Did he pass away before? Were there more reshoots? Was there something else? He he He, passed like a month or so before the show came out. No, he he died in May. In May. May? Oh, okay. May of this year. But, so that's, I don't, the show, I'm assuming, would have been in post-post-production, if not Yeah, they would have locked in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because to do, you have to think about, to do all of the, the CGI work necessary for this episode, I feel like it would have had to be filmed in almost like, Locked down and done. They're only doing very, very minor edits. Filming Can you elaborate done. on why you think that? I think it filming wrapped October. It just, it just doesn't make any sense, man. Filming wrapped October 2022. Like it just doesn't. It makes like no sense at all. We've we've talked about it enough. Well, here's I want to say one last thing uh, because I remember saying this on I think like before even Andor came out, and I said that thing on three Pete with. Andor, Mando, and Ahsoka. And I think here's what happened. Here's what occurred. It's kind of like the Lakers in the early part of the decade, right? 2019, 2020, that's Andor, baby. You you got one. You got the chip, the best team in the league all season. You killed it. The next season, uh, that's Mando season three. You make the playoffs first round. Ah, doesn't really, doesn't really click. There's something, something wrong there. This was, um, the Lakers when they traded for us a Westbrook. Just 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 an abomination. The worst thing I've ever seen. You're watching the television, you're like, man, had some good moments. At the end of the day, you're like, man, I can't believe I wasted a whole season watching this this guy. It's kind of the same thing. I thought they were gonna is, We got one. They got one. It's crazy we're talking about Ahsoka like this. This was the show. I thought that this show would be so good. Like I thought it was impossible. You I thought this was an impossible. You're a liar. <laughs> Shut up! Shut you don't up. believe you're, that, bro. You you're, you're like you're you're Come dancing on. around like a goddamn negative. Because y'all right now. y'all sold on me. Like y'all look at me. Why you're just like how could Charles think that this episode wasn't the greatest thing ever made? And I'm like, it's all not right, true. Well, it's not. It's not what. That's not the way. All it right, happens. we're gonna but wait. You know what? We're gonna you know wait. What? That's fine. I, I remember. <laughs> play the Moon Knight tapes back. Play the fucking Moon Knight Moon tapes back. Knight. Moon Knight. Hold on. Play, the, hold play those hold tapes back. Whoa. Hold on. Nelly, whoa! Nobody was on the moon and nighted like that. What are you talking what? about? Y- y'all looked at me. I was on Moon Night. Yes. Oh, you're you're wild. I never like Moon Night. <laughs> you I never like Moon Night. Fucking liars. <laughs> no, I never like Moon. Moon Night was all right. He was Moon. He was fucking. He was hardly the Moon Night. It took y'all this, to the season fucking finale to wrong. finally be like, yeah. This dude was everybody else except for the Moon Night. Okay, he was it was hardly the Moon Knight. I'm told you fucking what's about Moon Knight. We're gone. Fuck you, Charles. Um, that's a wrap. Follow us on socials: Twitter, Facebook, Insta. Maybe Jomi save Jomi's job or not. If this is what it's going to be, um, coming up on the feed Saturday, Jess will be back with Splash Page, breaking down all the Easter eggs. Premiere of Loki season two. Loki season two is dropping on Thursday. 
On Monday, Blood Mash is breaking down Assassin's Creed, Mirage, and revisiting 2018's Spider-Man. Okay. Be sure to check out our live show in Los Angeles. Tickets are in the episode description. All right. And also, guys, Thursday, the Midnight Boys are coming back. Pew motherfucking pew in your mouth. We're going to be talking about Loki season two, the premiere. Hopefully we enjoy it. (laughs) Hopefully we have a lot of fun with it. Okay. It's the whole deal. Because we believe. We're positive. We, yeah, I agree. We're I'm a positive warrior, all right? We've been I believe in things. We've in been things. watching this stuff to get. for like a long time and we love it. I'm the most pos- I'm the most positive of all of us. If we're being real. If we're like really breaking it down. You're positively full of shit. Um our producer is Steve Hallman. Uh Joe me a dinner on on socials. Hashtag Joe me the mouth man mouth. What in your mouth, Joe me. Additional production. By Arjuna, seen but not heard, Aramka Pal. Charles, take us out. Ahsoka wasn't great. Dave Filoni, please hear our cries. For everybody out there, just remember. You would not believe your eyes. It's a million fireflies. Little That shit is hot, bro. I, I like that shit, bro. I like Shout that fireflies shit. Shout out to the city. city. Okay, so since you guys are talking about shows that I don't know, I'm going to talk about shows that you guys don't know. <laughs> this would be like the fourth episode of Brazzers House. Where oh, they're going to kick Jenna Fox out of the house. And then Brazzers House is good. No, I'm good, actually. I'm good off that. I'm so good off that. Well, well, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to take your word for it. You guys, you guys, just a real quick clear out. You know what? You guys are acting. What, what's going on with you guys? Like, I don't I'm get upset. it. You Man, guys, I'm you guys upset. act like you don't. That's fine. But don't act like you don't like porn. Like, why do y'all act like you? Yeah, why, why do y'all I have so much shame? I just don't want to talk about it on a work podcast, <laughs> why, man. Why do y'all have God so much damn. shame? Why do y'all I swear to God, man. The, the <laughs> things that you pause the recording for and the things that you leave the recording on for will never saying, cease to why, amaze me. Why is there so much shame? It's like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not shame. Like, you guys feel shame. Just, <laughs> there's no shame. Is there right, no shame? What? Everybody, let's rank our favorite porn stars, yeah. man. I would love to do it. I would love to do it. Actually, hold on. I've actually said on the ringer that there should probably be a vertical. I would, I would run it. I've said this before, but you know it's fine. What is it? There's so much shame. I don't understand why there's so much shame. You guys can get on here and go, oh, I'm horny for shin. But when I talk about the real people out there that are actually providing you that, you don't want to talk about it. It's weird. Okay, fine. Um, 